The shit's chess, it ain't checkers. If you're good at something, never do it for free. You think you're big time? What up, everybody? It's your boy, the DRD. Welcome back to another brand new episode. If you're new here, what I do is review your favorite movies, TV shows, past or present, under 30 minutes or less. Now let's get to it. Let me get a bomb drop. Today, for you guys, I have a review of a current TV series on Disney Plus, and it's none other than the second season of Loki. And as always, TV series tends to have a mix of directors and writers, so I'm not going to get to that, but I'll get straight to the cast. We got our star, Tom Hiddleston, as the one and only Loki, Owen Wilson as Mobius, Sofia DiMartino as Sylvie, Onmi Masuka as Hunter B15, uh, Gugu Mabafra, Ravana. How do you fuck that up? And we have Kehu Kwan as OB or Ouroboros. We got the, I guess you could say the infamous Jonathan Majors as He Who Remains or AKA Victor Timely. And we got many more others. Season two of Loki has a total of six episodes. And they all range from minimum of 45 minutes to some of them are actually close to an hour. This time for the second season, we have Loki himself finding, like it picks up directly from the ending of season one where his counter variant, Sylvie, who I like to name nickname Lady Loki, because she is a Loki at the end of the day, right? And she kills He Who Remains, which has consequences and it breaks the sacred timeline, hence creating multiverses. Upon this whole thing, he finds himself trying to, I guess, locate her, because she went missing after that. And also, the timeline is getting all kinds of messed up. It's like too many things are going on Things are being destroyed, you know, multiverses, some universes are being destroyed along with people in it. So that brings up a lot of questions with this show. Like, I I don't know, like, I know, like, this is in its own time where they say no time exists <laughs> in the TVA. And it makes me wonder what's going on in the, in, in the world uh, of Marvel, you know, because... Of all the events that happened in Loki started the whole multiverse, I mean, most people think that it was something to do with Doctor Strange's mistake on Spider-Man No Way Home. But I figure it has a lot to do with what Jonathan Majors, he who remains, says he was the guy that was molding everything. He knew what would happen next. And that's another interesting take. Um, I believe his character has a lot to offer because... Even though he knew he was going to die by Sylvie, I think he had backup plans. And, and in this season, it shows that because we see Ravona and Miss Minutes go back in time. And it looks like they were just sent on a, on a I will say like a side mission to give the handbook of the TVA, TVA sorry, that was written by OB, a.k.a. Ouroboros, who we meet in season two. 
And he gives the book. Well, Ravona goes to time, I think in the 1800s, drops off the book where a little boy who is known as Victor Timely picks it up and studies it. He makes a life out of it. He, he's he's a, a scientist slash inventor. And he is the man that creates the loom. Going back to season one, he's, he explains that. He tells his story. He's like, this guy created this. He finally got it to work. Got to see a future variant on himself. They made a pact. They made shook hands. And therefore, they agreed to, you know, keep the timeline going. And then he became he who remains. Now back to season two, we kind of see that inter, inter interaction kind of, but Victor Timely shaking the hand of Ouroboros and he says, man, you're the greatest author there is, that like you had everything there. But then he's saying, no, you you created this. So it's like both, they're both saying that they're the one, they're like one and the same, which was interesting. Loki has always... He wants to he wants to fix this whole thing because he believed what Sylvie did was a mistake. Sylvie, on the other hand, is living in somewhere in the eighties, and she fell in love with the way the timeline was going. Shout out to the eighties because I was born in the eighties, <laughs> and uh, she seemed very happy, and she just wanted to. She was more like, yo, all these people that work in the TBA were robbed of their own timeline. So they're like, all they knew was a TVA and they didn't know nothing about their past life when some of them were used to be a doctor, a teacher, a salesman, whatever you want to call it, actor. They were all that. And now they're just like hunters and accountants for the TVA. And all she wanted to do was like, yo, I want everybody to have at least another chance in life or to have what used to be theirs. Especially Sylvie, because Sylvie was in Asgard as a child and got robbed. Like, she just got, I don't even know why they took her. I forgot why, but like, she was just living through a bunch of apocalypses in Earth. I mean, in various different times until she grew into an adult. So she is not like your average Loki either, because Loki goes through the whole thing, is raised by Thor, I mean, with Thor by Odin. She didn't even have that opportunity with her own uh, dad and brother. So that's that dynamic. But back to the season, man. I love this whole show because I love the, the whole time travel thing, the theory of it, the, just how it went down. And I have to say, like, if this, if this is what the story is meant to be for Loki, it was freaking beautiful. I mean, when we go to the last episode they they labeled the last episode glorious purpose which if you remember in season one the very first episode was called the same so yes in that sense spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it it's like he goes he does go back to the first episode but it's because he wanted to gain clarity and because he knew how to control these time slips that have been happening to him where he's like going back to like present future past like and he learned how to control it around, I want to say season, I mean, episode four or five. And at the very end, his man's like controlling time, like no problem. So he goes back to, you know, how to how to get uh, Victor Timely to go through the through this this field of 
energy to break the loom and all of that. And then he dies many times. And he's like, how, how long does it take for me to learn what you know about science and time and all that? And he's like, shit, it'll take like years, if not centuries. And then this man really goes through time and learns everything through centuries because he's a god. And now he has the ability to, to control time. And now he's smart. Now he's he's like Loki, the man who knows about science, magic, and wizardry, and godlike powers, and also time. And like, this is so cool. Like, so he's like more advanced than he ever was. Then he makes the sacrifice, which I also was like, no, but then I kind of understood why. And he's like, I know what kind of guy you guys need me to be, but for everybody, but for us. And basically, in a nutshell, he went from being the god of mischief to the god of time, which is cool. We see him with the black horns and his like new outfit, Loki outfit with the cape and everything. And he just like takes everything, fucks it up, and then grabs all the timeline branches and makes it in known. And it's like green now, and it's not no longer like this weird mystic purple color that it used to be. And it's like kind of like saying that he took over he who remains. And if you think about it, Loki, when we met him in in the first Thor movie in the Avengers, he will always brag about that he wants his seat at the throne. But, you know, in the original timeline where we see him go through all the Thor movies and even in Avengers Endgame where he dies by Thanos... Like, that was a, a Loki that evolved into a much better, you know, brother to Thor. But then, unfortunately, he dies. And if we remember in this TV series, this is the same Loki that was pulled from the timeline when he was captured in the first Avengers movie. So that Loki was still in his evil role of things. And but through this show this whole journey he learned also to be good either way because he saw how his future got plotted out and he knew that he wanted to have a glorious purpose <laughs> but it turned out his glorious purpose is this to sacrifice his own life and be nowhere included to anyone's life but controlling the path of the sacred timeline and sit in his own throne and control it from there now it looks like the the whole entire cast doesn't know like what happened to him or where he went they seem to like get all their things together and i guess sylvie still wants to go to the 80s i guess that's where she feels like she belongs and now it's like well here's the other thing here's the other hot take right i know i'm going all over the place but they disney also said that how this season ended also depicted like um jonathan major's career for more of when it looks like he's no longer gonna be in it i think they will change the name of the kang dynasty movie that's gonna come out in two three years from now uh so i don't know maybe we're gonna have a new bad guy because they keep saying that kang was supposed to be like you know the big bad like how thanos was in the in the Infinity Saga and in this Multiverse Saga, it was supposed to be him. But I'm guessing they're going to shift everywhere and everybody's keep speculating that it could be Doctor Doom. But we don't know. We just don't know yet. Because we also got to remember that in this season, at least at the end, they were like, oh, tracking down all variants of He Who Remains. And 
the only person that we have knowledge of that also encountered He Who Remains was also Ant-Man. In his movie, uh, the third Ant-Man, he fights this man. He's like another variant version of him, but he's called Kang the Conqueror. Which, that's why everybody knows him in the comic books. And there's a whole bunch of them that we've seen in the end credits of Ant-Man, Quantumania. And I'm assuming that here in Loki, all the hunters in the TVA are hunting those guys down. Every single one of them. Now, it can go the way of that maybe one of them is very powerful that they couldn't capture him. And maybe he still becomes the, you know, the necessary evil that this saga needs. But we don't know. It's up in the air. But overall, guys, like, man, this show was stellar, had a good start to it. The ending was beautiful. It was sad. It was bittersweet, you know, but it had to happen. I un totally understand it. And it was such a great ending. I, I wouldn't change anything about it. And the ending itself sold me 100%. And with that being said, my rating for this show will be a 9 out of 10. Well, rather for the season. <clears throat> and I gave it that because six episodes was definitely enough to tell this story. The time left is awesome. The acting was awesome. The, the addition of the cast helped out. And just the story, the, the principal ending of Loki itself, just that alone earns that score of 9 out of 10 for me because... Here we have a man that was basically lonely. He felt out of place. He had Thor, right? His own brother or half-brother. And he loved them in a way. And then he had to see in the season earlier that he kind of continued without him knowing, thinking that he's dead. And then he meets all these people, starts caring about them. And he wants a better life for them. And to do that, he's like, yo, this is my purpose. Like, he found his purpose, as glorious as it can be. <laughs> and um, I think that was the beautiful thing about it. And that's what really earned this rating the most. It's just that whole story. Like, it's such a detailed story. And I think this is one of the strongest TV series in the Marvel Universe. I think it outclassed every single TV show that came out from the Marvel series. Like, this is the best one. And if it ends like this with just two seasons, hey, I'm cool with that. I mean, because I can't see no three, third season come out of it. So, this is a wonderful ending for the, the character Loki. We're going to miss him. But yeah, highly recommend to watch the this, uh, the whole entire thing. Uh, just watch it from beginning to end. Binge it. Binge all 12 episodes from season one and two. You saw season one already, watch it again and then watch season two continuously after it. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just that you won't be disappointed. It's like the best uh, work that Marvel has done since the Infinity Saga. Because I know this one, their near current saga is shaky because of the whole people getting tired of, you know, superhero themed movies and shit. It's like, oh, why? Why? There's so many of them. I totally understand that. But... This this takes the cake. This is like this felt like something different. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to like and subscribe. 
Follow me also on Instagram, The DRD Show, and I'm out of here. Peace.